up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Podcast. We are back in the studio. Um, shit has been amended December 3rd. I don't think I mentioned this actually on uh, the previous podcast with uh, with our previous guest. But yeah, December 3rd was the last time I was actually in the studio. So it's been a fucking minute. Um, there should be a podcast episode before this one. Um, yeah, if I did it right, if, if we have, uh, if Jay sends me the audio, if I edit it in time, we should have another one before this. So go check it out because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I talked about what's... Uh, why I took a break and what was the causes and the influences and uh, why it took so long. But yeah, we're back. We're back in the studio. Um, I think for the time being, because our lease ends up in May, May 1st was is, is when the studio lease ends up. But I want to, I know I said in a previous video that I want to kind of get into a new studio, but I feel like we, I feel like this is just normal now for me. I feel like this is just the space. I'm so accustomed to it. So I feel like if we were to move anywhere else, it would just be, I don't know, just chaos because I would want to have the podcast every every week, but then I would have to kind of just move everything out of the studio and put everything out into the new one. So I don't, I think it would just interfere. But um, me and Jay are talking, me and the boys are talking about getting into, uh, about staying here. So, I mean, it's still up in the air. I mean, we have some time, but um. Wes Denzel, what's up, bro? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. I first want to, I first want to say, uh, this wasn't planned. Same hats, definitely <laughs> wasn't planned. But um, how you been, bro? How I've you been, doing? I've been good, man. It's nice to meet you in person. Yeah, for sure, bro. And this is, I just want to say this on camera, just because I, I know previously we were supposed to kind of get everything going back in shit December. Was it December? Yeah, kind of like end of December, January. Yeah. We were kind of planning. Yeah, yeah, and then of course. Some things happened, personal issues, um, and yeah, man, it, w- it was, shit wasn't right. So, took some time off, uh, but we back. And I only, I wanted to, there was one person that hit me up before, and then I wanted to get you next just because we had planned something and then kind of just canceled. So, I uh, felt bad. So, I'm like, man, you know what? Let's uh, let's start off with, get get him on the second one when we get back into it. And then, I mean, we're here now, so. I know, and I try to put some pressure on you by uh, posting that Instagram I was like, man, maybe he'll see this and be like, ah, I got to do that thing with Wes. No, <laughs> I, did, I did. I mean, I saw it. Uh, but I think I think AJ had texted me too. Uh, AJ Bray had texted me too. Uh, he was just like, I don't remember the exact text, but he was like, hey, just kind of like on the basis, like, hey, don't forget my boy wants to. And then he was originally, that's how we connected. I mean, so it was just, yeah, bad timing. But I mean, yeah, we're here now, bro. No, yeah, no, we're here now. No. How um are you are you born well this is like I said this is our first time meeting each other so um you, you from San Antonio? Uh I moved here in like 2006 7. So I'm AJ Bray is like his parents I think his parents are in the military is that yeah. the same for you? Yeah so my mom okay. was in the military but I didn't like move around I don't have like that story of like moving oh, yeah. around all the time so yeah. Yeah yeah he that he said he lived in Alaska for a minute and I was just yeah. like yeah damn but um so you've been here in 2006, and then yeah. it's kind of just... Yeah, so I've pretty much just been in St. Louis, and then here for oh, most of my life, so... Damn, St. Louis. How different is it, bro? I mean, I'm sure it's different now, right? I mean, to- I mean, yeah, but, like, when I lived in St. Louis, like, I've been back to visit, but I was, like, a kid, so you don't really, like, yeah. stuff seems the same. But looking back, I think I probably lived in, like, a bad part of St. Louis, but when you're a kid, you don't really, like... <laughs> yeah, you're It's, custom, like, all yeah. you know, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? But, uh... But yeah, but I, I like it. Uh, I'm going to visit there next weekend, actually, see my grandfather. But uh, but yeah, so Mo- St. Louis is pretty cool. I wouldn't say it's the same culturally, but yeah, but yeah definitely like uh, different places. But like I said, just being a kid, you just don't understand. That's where Nelly's from, huh? Yeah. yeah. But um, 
Shit, bro. It's a uh, it's a wild time, man. When you really think about it, Kanye's going crazy. Um, <laughs> is he going yeah. crazy? Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, we can get into it because I've never actually talked about this on camera. But um, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's 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 kind of fifty fifty. I'm like in the middle because I can understand his point of view of like the whole TikTok thing with his daughter and his kids, and then like I've seen a I've seen a meme the other day talking about how uh, how are people so mad at Kanye when it's like Kim's like third or fourth marriage, like something that is probably not him. It's probably Kim. But I mean, you, you never really know. Cause we're all basing shit off of social media. Yeah. That's what I started saying. I, I started seeing like too many people have like opinions yeah. on it. And I don't, I don't want to talk about how anybody else raises their kids either. But yeah. like I started seeing people have too many opinions. I was like, how about we both just say, or like everybody says, we don't know Kanye. We don't know Kim. Let's just like not comment on it because we don't know like what's going on. Yeah. Besides, like you said, what they're putting on social media. And each yeah. one probably has like their agenda or how they want something to look. So they're probably going to post it like a certain way or make yeah. it look a certain way. I think, I, th- I don't know why this is so funny to me, but whenever he says, whenever he refers to Pete as Skeet, yeah. that's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Because I don't know, it's just like, it's not a vulgar word, but it was, I think he said in one of his Instagram captions, like it was, uh, it was what people used to call each other. Well, not people, but. Um, it was just a term people used to call each other back in the day, and I'm just like, it's just so hilarious, bro. Like, I don't any. I mean, people might still say it, but I don't. But yeah, it's just, man, you had that show, Cousin Skeeter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's bad shit. He's uh, I I know we're talking actually off air about his uh, his stem player, and um, I think he's kind of. I wouldn't say, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's not really relying on streaming services anymore. Yeah, so he's just kind of. Uh, putting his uh, foot forward on the his fans to get, uh, I guess, that one-on-one connection. Or I guess, no, uh, I guess du- uh, cons- direct consumer type direct thing. Direct consumer, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty interesting. That's uh, I, I think that kind of just goes in with, uh, I guess, the independent kind of people whenever they uh, whenever they kind of just roll independent. But um, as far as I know, when we uh, when we first started talking, you wanted to get into the whole artist merch and selling clothing and um doing it that way so what's um i mean you already have clothing now right how many pieces have you actually released let's see how many have i released i think i've dropped like um like four t-shirts total four or five so yeah so not that not that many not like you know i'm saying that's probably like people's like one drop yeah, 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 four or five. But I mean, that puts you that puts you ahead of that puts you ahead of me, bro. Because yeah. I have, man, I've been like I said, I've people know I've and I'm gonna do it. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I'm, we're gonna drop some merch, podcast merch. But um, that kind of just puts you ahead because you know um where to get the clothing from. You know how to do this is because I actually have a T-shirt here. Some I think it's on the other side. Uh, that's screen printed, right? I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. you know the process of that. You know the the different types of. Um, I guess the different types of styles you can actually do. So it's the screen printing. I know they have like a, what's the, like a vinyl press. Yeah. So the one I like that feels the best to me is probably just like the normal, like screen print. Yeah. It's like probably like my favorite. Uh, I've had shirts with the vinyl press, but I don't know if cheap is like the right word, but it feels like I just like got one of like those kits from Walmart. Oh yeah. yeah. I just like pressed it with like a heat press on the shirt. That's what it kind of feels like. But yeah, but like the screen print, I'm crying. The (laughs) The screen print is like, probably like the best of me and it feels like normal like something you would get from like you know zoomies or something like graphic ty's yeah what um why, why do you think because i know we we're talking off air about uh, why do you think artists should actually release merch versus not releasing merch 
Because I think like a lot of people, especially if you like have a pretty good like fan base or like uh, if you get like pretty good plays or consistent plays or good views on your videos, I think it's just like a missed money opportunity that you could be bringing in besides like streaming. I mean, everybody's not like Kanye. We can't all sell like yeah, yeah. $200 album or whatever. So like this is probably like the next best thing is sell like a $40 or $50 t-shirt. And that's like on the high end. So, like, if you're thinking of yourself as, like, I don't know, like a Travis Scott or somebody, but, like, you know, just make sure your presentation's on point. But I think mainly it's just, like, uh, people think it's, like, harder than it is, and you're just leaving, like, that money on the table that could help you pay for, like, that next video. Or, like, even, like, if you're really, like, kind of buzzing as an artist, it could maybe, like, pay your rent. Like, yeah. maybe you just drop a T-shirt every month, and that's going to, like, you could make $2,000 off it, and that's going to help you pay your rent. And then, like, maybe if you got, like, a job on the side, that could be, like, your money toward music or help you just focus on music and not have to work a job. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel like you're talking directly to me, bro, because I haven't released my actual podcast yeah. merch. So I'm going to take that personal. Nah. Uh, I, I I see where you're coming from because you're uh, – people have, I guess, what they have um, – I guess fear, right? Fear of, of not people of people not buying it, fear of it not working, I guess. That that I guess that's my main point. I think it's like fear and a combination of like just like not like the process is maybe too much where you're just like putting it off, yeah, putting yeah. it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. in your mind you think like, oh, this is gonna like take forever or it's just like too much to like get the graphics together and go submit it or yeah. line it up on a shirt when like in reality, like it's just gonna take you like a the moment you could spend watching like the basketball game or something, you could just do it right there or just work on it like a little bit at a time throughout the day. Cause most sites have the option where you could save your design or if you want to, if you don't even want to do that, just send it to them directly. It'd be like, Hey, this is my art file. Uh, can you match this with the colors? Can you make it this size uh, three inches from the neck for the front graphic? Can you max out the yeah. back graphic or however big you want it? And just email it to them with those uh, with that description. And then they're going to send it back to you doing all the work that you didn't want to do. And all you do is have to email them like two graphics and just write a couple sentences. Yeah, And it's that easy. And then you get like a quote and like, uh, I'm probably about to jump into it a little bit, but like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know, yeah. so you could search around, like if you don't want to do it locally, just like search around different sites and see what people are charging and pick the same t-shirts or whatever. If you figured out a t-shirt that you want to use, you could go through that. But say you picked the, the cheapest t-shirt. So we're going to go on the site, pick the cheapest t-shirt that they got. And we're going to put our graphic on it. And let's say we're just doing like one color, super simple shirt. So do that for a couple sites. Just search around until you find like, oh, like, man, I feel like this site is really giving me, this site is like $200 cheaper than all yeah. the other sites. And it's, it's going to be a screen print because we're doing 40 t-shirts. Like, all right, it's all yeah, good. Yeah. So let's say you're making the 40 t-shirts and $10 wouldn't be cheap, but let's say they all cost $10 to make. So 40 times 10 is $400. Let's say you get them in. If you sell the t-shirts for 20 a piece, you're already coming back if you sell half your stock. You're going to make up that $400 yeah. that it costs you to make. And you still got 20 left. So in reality, and this isn't including like shipping or whatever, obviously uh, you should probably find like a shipping site, like Pirate Ship or something that's going to cut down those charges for you instead of don't just take it to, because I've took it to just the post office yeah, me too, on, bro. on my own or took it to wherever and pay like the actual price. Like find like a site that's going to yeah. like cut like your shipping in half and that'll like save you some money, but just not including shipping. You're going to like make up your costs like super fast or whatever. And then you won't have to worry about like that extra stock. And in reality, you could probably sell like 20 shirts or at least get 10 to where it's just like some close friends and family who just want to like support you. Like, say you never put out nothing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 
your mom, your sister, your cousin, like they're probably going to like buy your best friend. Be like, yeah, I'd like take a shirt. You could probably be charging. I mean, not a hundred dollars, but you could be charging like $50 for it. They'll probably buy it. Cause it's like you. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's my only shirt. If you put like a little story behind it and boom, and you got that. And it's just like that simple of like just taking that cost. And I like, I know like a lot of people, like, I don't want to say take the cheap way, but like a lot of people do like the pre-order method where they don't like make the shirts yet. And I just feel like maybe that could like mess you up in terms of like planning. Maybe you don't produce it how like you want to instead of just doing it beforehand and you got like everything right. And maybe like you got all your costs out the way if you decide you want to do like tags or something extra. But, you know, most people do bare bones and most like customers or like who you're going to sell to is going to be okay with that. They're just going to be happy to have that shirt. They don't need like an extra tag or like a pin or like a sticker or something that's really just like on you if you want to do it. And that could like kind of help you drive up your price if you want to present it as a more expensive item because I know like personally like for my t-shirts they cost a little bit more to make I'll probably use a more expensive blank than I should but I'm kind of <laughs> yeah no it's but, quality bro but I'm kind of yeah. in the fashion and uh I don't really uh not to say I don't care about the cost but like I treat it as if like I don't care if I make money on it but like I kind of do a little bit. no yeah yeah but, <laughs> but yeah so like I mean I get the shirts in um I have a Puma Stone, and I'll buy Puma Stones, and I hand distress the shirts. Uh, I made up a special washing solution that makes them softer. Uh, and then after that, after they soak in that for like a few hours or a couple of days, put them in the washer. When I take them out from the dryer, dry them with tennis balls. When I take them out, I Puma Stone them again to make them soft, and then I earn them to make sure there's no wrinkles, and then yeah. I put them in the bag myself. Uh, I put tags and everything on it. You'll probably get, like, some pins with the shirt, and then I ship them. I mean, I'm running out of boxes now, but if you probably order from me whenever you hear this, there might be, like, a box or two left. But, like, I have, like, a special box that has, like, that I designed that has, like, my logos and stuff on it. So that way you get, like, a full experience when yeah, you're paying, yeah. like, I think it comes out to, like, $45 after, like, shipping and tax when you pay for my shirt. So you have like this whole experience or whatever and you're getting my shirt and it feels like it's like worth it. And I put all this and I don't promote that like I do all that stuff to make the shirt like a little bit softer because it's already on the softer side when I get it. Like honestly, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't know if I didn't tell you, but. It smells yeah. good though. But yeah. <laughs> it smells good. Yeah, and that's, what, that's what everybody says. I'm like, yeah. like, man, you got the best smelling shirts yeah. that I've ever purchased. So, so yeah, so you just do all that. I mean, nobody has to do all what I'm doing. I'm probably like a little bit crazy for me for it just being merch. I'm probably treating it like it's like an actual clothing line, but it's just merch. I don't try to make it seem like I'm trying to have like an actual like line or something like uh, some of my friends out here who are doing it like way bigger and better than me. But yeah, but it's just yeah. merch, man. And like I said, you could just do bare bones and just like have like, you know, storytelling is important. Like, whether you think it is or not, whether you're selling to your friend or you're not, whether you're going to give it away for free, mm-hmm. it's still important to have that, like, story element uh, to it. Like, uh, this shirt that's on my site now or the latest one that I came out with came from um, Austin Free Week, which is um, an event that happens every year in Austin, Texas, where artists perform. And luckily, I was able to um, get booked on it this year for my first time. So I kind of wanted to do some merch that kind of celebrated that. And when I did the shirts, I told the story for people not in Austin or not in Texas, or maybe people who live in Texas, but they never heard of free week or they never been to a free week. Like, what is it? So when you get it, you get the tag. It has the story on it from um, the red district cultural site that explains to you what free week is, how it started and where it comes from. So that's something I want to do to like kind of celebrate myself and promote myself and also tell a story behind it. And you'll see what past releases I'll do like a uh, video rollouts to where I'll kind of like 
remix my own songs and we'll do like a short video and photos like showing off the merch where I'll be the model or like my friend will be the model. So there's always like a storytelling element to it so that, you know, people see that like you're kind of putting some work into it and you're not just half-assing like, here, yo, uh, new shirt on my site. Like if you're popping and you're already like buzzing and you maybe you sold some shirts, you could probably do that and like make pretty good money off it. But like if you're a smaller artist, just show them that like you're putting like some effort into it and it probably makes people want to buy more because they're like, man, he's doing all this just for like a shirt. Yeah. Like most people don't even do this for like their song or like their album rollout. So, you know, it's just putting it behind it. And like I said, you don't even have to. You could just do the bare minimum, just make the shirt, Take some photos in it yourself. Get your friend and shoot you on the iPhone or whatever. Post it up. Boom. Be like, yo, it's my first yeah. T-shirt. I put my heart in this design. Yeah. <laughs> yo, please buy it. I spent like my last on the stock. Yeah. You know, just like hype it up. And then that way, you know, you did your bare bones. And then you could see like, all right, like maybe you sell out of those 40 shirts and that's going to like inspire you to like, all right, like, man, maybe I could do this merch thing. Just keep trying it. Yeah. And not to say like you're always going to sell out or whatever, but you got to be willing to like take that loss. Like I was kind of telling you earlier, like, that's yeah, yeah, I was just about to ask that. You're an artist at the end of the day and you probably will, even if you don't try to, you'll probably end up giving some away for free anyway. So like, don't be afraid to like take that loss and just give it away for free. Especially if you're doing it like bare minimum on the cheapest side of the shirts. Now, obviously if you're paying like, $15 $15 per shirt when you're making it. I don't want you to give it away for free, but if you got yeah. it, just give it away for free. But like I said, if, if the shirt's costing like $5, $10 to make, and you got to end up giving away for free because nobody's buying it, it's just promotion. Yeah, yeah, promotion for sure. is advertisement to whatever you have on the shirt. I mean, if um, I think the way I say it, if I ever, like for, for the, the shirt right here, like kind of just gave me the whole experience you got the the tags you got the pins and then you actually explained to me where you got the inspiration from was it was fucking dope so I, you actually showed me the picture of a holly davidson t-shirt and i kind of just went that went that route and yeah man it kind of just made sense to me yeah so you just we, going back to what you said you uh, tell them a story um they kind of feel that that interaction with you that one-on-one interaction and experience and then they're just more I guess inclined to actually buy the t-shirt, especially if they support you. Yeah, especially if they support you. And if people are like on the fence, so say if they're on the fence and then they see like somebody else get it in or you repost somebody else getting it in and then they see like all that you bring with you, like that that is not just like the t-shirt for however much you're charging. Then they're like, oh man, he's putting some like some work behind it. Let me go ahead and purchase one for next time I get paid. Let me go ahead and like spend the money. So so yeah, that's it. And then um, going back to like the Harley Davidson thing, uh, pretty much all my t-shirts are inspired uh, by like uh, vintage uh, t-shirts or vintage concepts that I kind of like flip or whatever. So that's kind of like the whole base of my thing. So that's why I do like the Puma Stone stuff and trying to make it super soft because I want it to replicate like you're getting like a shirt that's like, you know, kind of like worn in and yeah. already like vintage. So just But it's still up. brand new. Just a, yeah, it's yeah, brand yeah. new. So just to play up on that thing. The the whole merch thing is... Uh, yeah, like I, I know I just explained it super yeah. complicated, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but you don't have to do that. Like I yeah. said, you could just do bare bones. Let me make 40 shirts. Yeah. They all cost 10 bucks. Maybe I found a, a site that's going to make it for six bucks. Like I said, don't be afraid to take that time out and look at different sites. And then you got that cost down and then just make it. And like I said, just just sell it, trying to make your cost back. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have a buddy that has a clothing brand. He His was... Uh, was was up there? I guess with quality because he used how do you say it? it's Uniqlo. He used like yeah, tennis yeah, yeah, tennis yeah. tees. I'm assuming like the short the yeah, sleeves know. were a little loose. Um, but yeah, it was a dope shirt. Um, I mean, he got a screen printed and it was 
it fits good. It, it hasn't, I've washed it like several times and the color is still there. So, I mean, he kind of was on the quality side more or less. Um, but I mean, you don't necessarily have to start off like that. Yeah, you, you don't have use... to be there. And most people like, to be honest, most people aren't going to notice that like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? What your blank is or if it's like super soft or if it's like a shitty blank, unless you're like Kanye West using like a Gildan tea. Yeah. They're not going to be like, man, West Denzel is using the Gildan. Ah, I'm so mad. Yeah. No, that's probably not going to happen. You get a, yeah. And then on top of that, you you can um, you can just, if they do have a tag, you can just replace it and put like a little, uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen on TikTok, it's just, um, I don't know what they call it. It's just like a heat press on the tag. So I'm, yeah. I guess that's that's pretty cool. Yep. So you could do that for mine. I don't do any tags. I cut off the tags. Uh, Bougie Me wants to like actually get some like some sewn tags. Oh, that, like, yeah. That would, like my like logo and stuff. But like that's when we're getting to like price territory to where I got to figure out like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I can only do so much. Yeah. I, I think people too don't realize how expensive it can be, especially yeah. if you're if you're doing that. Like if you're going or I've seen people put tags on the sides. Embroidery too. I've seen people kind of do embroidery on t-shirts and and hoodies but that gets pretty expensive yeah, embroidery is pretty like expensive yeah. but um i try at least not yet i mean maybe one day but um i try to keep like the price now i mean planning especially with, like a lot of like the extra stuff planning probably i'm not the best planner but planning probably helps out a lot so if you're going to do like tags and stuff um just make sure you plan it out and that you're not like trying to get the tags and then you got to pay for like rest shipping or something yeah yeah like just have it planned out really well or just be willing to like put it out like at a later date if you're waiting till like the last minute uh but yeah that's the only thing i could say is to where like it could get like accidentally expensive if you're just like trying to cover like those rush shippings from like different places this is also like a cheat code if you uh if you order like some tags or something from you printing just do the minimum amount and like make it like a custom size and they'll sing you way more than the minimum amount so that's a good way to like save money so if you need 75 you don't have to order 75 just get like Quantity 25, make it a custom size. Shit, that's, yeah, free game. Fuck, so, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so that's like if you go on uprinting.com, yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah, anything yeah. you order, like, tag-wise, I've done. I've realized, because I've done to where I've got, like, a bunch of tags that just, like, the normal quantity, and then I've done to where, like, well, let me see, like, and this you, is, I've done this multiple times, so this is, like, foolproof <laughs> so far. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. Have you, um, have you dived into, like, manufacturers, like, from China and stuff like that? No, I think that's where we're getting into. Like, if I wanted to, like, be like a clothing brand. Yeah, yeah. I've I um I seen a a tweet the other day from a, a huge fitness clothing brand, and he was talking about how stuff that is releasing actually this past weekend was ordered eleven months ago, and yeah. I was like, holy fuck! Yeah, that so that's crazy. like that's like real planning, and then you got yeah. like all the production delays and stuff right well, now. Yeah, but, that, but, the, but yeah, if I was jumping into cut and sew, then yeah, it'd be like a whole different ball game. And then I'll probably want to call it. I probably wouldn't label it as like artist merch. Yeah. It's not at this point. Maybe if I was like a bigger artist or something, kind of like like a Kanye West or yeah. you know, he, Drake, then maybe I would go that route. But as like the stature I am now, I just like finding like the blank I use now. I, I love it so. You know, it's the fit that I want it to be. So I'm satisfied with that for now. Yeah. And it's easier too, right? It's, I guess it's uh, faster. You don't got to wait for yeah, as yeah. much time. Yeah. And then you don't have to like run through like, man, is this like, if you don't know about like making patterns and yeah. like all that production side of stuff or having to worry about hiring like a pattern maker, or, like figuring out like, because most people don't, 
most people can't even like read measurements on a site to determine how something fits. Yeah. Like luckily, like I can read measurements and I kind of like know like how stuff fits and I kind of know a little bit how to pattern make. So like, I'm not going to say it'd be easy cause it probably wouldn't be easy, but like it'd be like a little less kind of like um trial and error. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think like if you jump into that, like maybe you're just diving too, too face forward into like the merch game. And I've even had friends who want to do cut and sew. And I think it kind of creates that delay thing again. Yeah, I yeah. think especially when you haven't like dropped anything at all, like unless you're just really like trying to scale and you got like just like a spare like 50 grand or something and just like chilling or whatever, then if you want to yeah. do that, then like sure have fun. But if you're just like people like me and you and like maybe you got like a little side job and you're just like trying to get like your artist shit off. Mm-hmm. Then I think probably just like finding like a good blank that you like because you can go through all the blanks and just order them. Like that's a good way to find out that like, hey, I don't like this t-shirt, but this one like maybe I could rock with this, and you could try them all on and see how it fits rather than like yeah. trying to make up your own pattern of like the perfect t-shirt that you think is the perfect t-shirt. I think that's what took me uh, so much time because I let's see, this was oct- last yeah the last week of October last year. It took me about three weeks to actually find out, find the perfect shirt. But I was just being just, I guess, picky um, when I, I guess I really shouldn't have just because it's like the first me, the first time I was I was about to do it. Um, but I, I remember going back to this, um, I guess, this the screen printing shop that I was going to get them done at and I, trying on T-shirts and kind of filling the fabric. But I think my whole thing with doing that is I want merch or, yeah, podcast merch that I'm like that I feel comfortable wearing. Yeah. So that, I think that was the kind of delay, but man, I must have tried on fucking fifteen t shirts, bro. No, I'm the same <laughs> way. I just got I just got kind of lucky with my first pick. Uh because my very first tee I had um I have a big um he's he's my graphic design friend. He doesn't do much work for me because he charges me like real like prices. So <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so, he's still he's so, still a buddy. Yeah, so yeah. yeah so he's my buddy. Uh so he has a, uh he works for Complex magazine in New York. So oh, that's um, dope. So yeah he does like a lot of like the uh visual stuff for like their videos or whatever. But yeah so he did my first project with me and uh for my CS science shirt. When we were finishing up I had asked him like hey like since he was kind of spearheading the project and I was just kind of like on like the direction, like yes or no side. Um, I was like, man, what kind of blanks do you think we should use? And he kind of gave me two choices. And then I just kind of like went through and like pretty much, especially like now, but Reddit has like all your answers. So I just basically was yeah. like, yo, this shirt or this shirt, Reddit. And I just seen what people said about like each of the shirts. I started figuring out who uses the shirt I have now and why they used it on, like, how the shirt looks. But overall, the shirt that I use now, it has, like, the kind of the vintage look that I want, and it has, like, the feel that I want beforehand. Yeah. Even just, like, talking to, like, people, um, if you've ever been to, like, like a market or something where people sell stuff and I bring up, like, the blank I use, they're like, oh, that already has a vintage feel, and you do all that extra stuff, too. I'm like, yeah. So I think, like, I made the right choice, but I never decided to, like, try the other shirt. Yeah, I feel that. So, you, yeah. yeah, you mentioned a good point was uh was was Reddit. I mean, you don't if you don't know what Reddit is, but I mean now most people should. But as I think people just you can find most information online. I guess that's my point I'm trying to get across. Yes. Any any question yeah. you have, like any question Literally. I ever have now, I just type it and then I put Reddit at the end and I just find like I just go through different threads to see like people's opinions and then just make my own choice based off that or just have that information like that. Like last night. I have this grand idea. Um, I'm probably 
I don't want to say I'm not going to do it, but yeah. I want to open up yeah. a, a luxury clothing boutique in San Antonio, kind of like how like you have like Essence and like stores like Unknown and stuff. Because yeah. I think yeah. like we're kind of missing like that in San Antonio. So I was seeing, I was like, uh, how much does it cost to open a small boutique? And then I just put Reddit after it. And then like I found a thread of people like breaking down like how they open like their small boutique and like the cost and what you got to deal with and consider and all this yeah. stuff. So, yeah, so literally, like, any question you ask, if you're traveling somewhere, like, yo, what should I wear when I travel XYZ? Reddit. Like, any yeah. any question you ever have, just put Reddit after, so that way you get, like, some varying opinions, and you can kind of see what people think. Yeah, I think YouTube, for me, personally, was, uh, was a huge help when it came to audio and video editing. I had no idea, literally zero... Um, like I mean, I, I used to work at Apple, so it was it was a little easier for me because I knew what the app were, was, I knew how the function. Like I just I just didn't know actually how to apply it to like an actual project. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, after a couple months, it was just it was very very seamless. But I think people are just like I don't know if, if it's not I don't know if they don't have time. I don't know if they want to put on effort, but they just kind of just like you're going back going like the easy route. So. Yeah, yeah I think it's I think it's just making it bigger than it is in your mind. Yeah. It's like when you have something yeah. like coming up in your life and you hype it up so much in your mind and then when it happens you're like, man, like this is it. Yeah. I think it's like just kind of one of those like people just hyping so much that it just makes you afraid when you really shouldn't be or it just makes you like think about like unnecessary things instead of just kind of like not just doing it but like saying like, "All right, I got the means, I got the idea, like let me just go ahead and just go through with it. If I fail, I fail, like whatever, and nobody's going to know." I was going to ask you, um, the graphic designer you mentioned before, uh, were you like friends with them before or how, how did you, how did that yeah, come? Yeah, I was, I was already friends with them. Um, and then I just decided to hit him up, take care of me. And it was a real professional like experience. He definitely showed me, I was like, oh, he definitely is like his job title. Legit. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was like the most like professional, like, and he didn't have to be that way. Cause like I said, we were like texting and he's like my friend, but he presented everything as if it was like a true client. And it was kind of like what you pay for. But it was just too expensive for me to do, like, because that adds to, like, the cost of, like, if you do something, like, if you outsource or whatever and they charge you, like, a certain amount, then it adds to, like, you got to make that up on top of, like, you paying for production on the T-shirts. Yeah, because all the prices go within. Yeah, so it's just just another cost that, you know, not to say you don't want to deal with, but, like, maybe you just don't have the money yet to, like, kind of, like, weigh that cost or it's not something that you feel like you can charge customers $60, $70 for sure. Yeah, which is... I, I, yeah, I, I think you got to have the experience if you're going to charge that. Like something you're putting out, I mean, sure you could if you wanted to just because of the amount of effort you're putting into it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, you just finished saying that's not like your whole goal. Your your whole goal is to uh, just, well, yeah, that's a good question. What what would your, your whole goal with the actual merch? It was just to have, it's just to have merch. Like I was telling you before, I got to get out of that mindset of like wanting to sell out every time and just yeah. like having something that always lives on the site. I mean, if you go to your favorite brand site, like, all their stuff isn't, like, out of stock. If it was, you'd be like, man, like, I can never buy yeah, anything. Yeah. You'd be like, what the heck? So I think I know I just want, like, a T-shirt or, like, something or just items to just, like, live on the site. Obviously, I don't want 10 items living on the site at the same time. That wouldn't be very, like, beneficial to me. But um, if I have, like, one T-shirt up there, like, at a time, you know, I think that's, like, cool. And that's, like, a good way. Like, if somebody discovers you or goes to your site, they can always, like, buy something. Instead of, like, you dropping something, they go to your shirt. They're like, man, like, everything's yeah. sold out. I wanted to buy something. And it's like, man, you just missed that. Because you're probably, like, nine times out of ten, if you don't really know them like that, you're probably not going to get that again or, you know, 
It's just like too late, but like I like having something that just like lives on the site. Yeah, you could just like go to if like somebody asks you if you have merch, maybe you're breaking this down. It's like boom, it's like we could be doing this interview, and then people hear it and they want to check it out. If they go to my site and potentially want to buy something, how would it be if it was just sold out? Yeah, you know, it wouldn't like work out. And obviously, they're going to be certain sizes sold out and stuff. But I just want at least want to have something to where like there's like some stock and like a reasonable size that people wear. That they can like, all right, like I'll wear this, cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially you, you said it earlier for the like new people that discover you, like the new people that discover you. You don't want to, uh, and if they, especially if they rock with you and they support you, like off the top, you're like, this is something where they can actually really, really support you. But um, I want to transition into the whole music part because uh, I've always been fascinated with music. It's a, it's a, it's a thing where you get emotions. You can get. Uh, yeah, just certain shit that just comes with music that, that is just so dope. But uh, I wanted to ask you, when did you first start uh, kind of just making music or when did you first get into the whole music thing? So let's see. I'll give you like a full story. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 1999, 2000, not sure. Uh, I probably was like five or six. Uh, so I seen the Nelly Country Grammar music video. And obviously I'm a kid in St. Louis at this time. Yeah. So I'm watching the video and I was just like, I think like that's when I knew, like at that point, I like, obviously you have like those stories that like your parents and like older cousins tell like, man, you were always like singing songs when you're like three or four, but you can't remember that. But like the one moment yeah. that sticks out is like uh, seeing that uh, Country Grammar music video. And I knew, I didn't know I wanted to be like a rapper or anything, but I knew like I wanted to like make music or not make music, but be an entertainer. Uh, so that was a moment. And then I guess moving forward, just like getting older, uh, I think my next inspiration is probably like, uh, I seen like the Kanye West, uh, through the wire video. So yeah, I, I think yeah. it's, it played on air for like two years or something, but I always seen that video. And then I was like, man, like, I think I want to like make music. So I think, uh, I wrote like my first rap in like fifth grade or something. It's talking about like killing people. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Off the bat. <laughs> But I think that's, like, yeah. everybody's story. They're, like, the most, like, hard person in, like, their first rap. But, yeah, so fifth grade, I wrote, like, my first rap. And then I think um, sixth grade, uh, I spent, like, a summer in, like, New York. And um, my cousin's friend, uh, he lived in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. So we were at his uh, apartment, and he had a whole, like, recording set up. And then we were just recording because they all knew our rap. But obviously, I'm just, like, a kid. Like, I probably sucked at the time like I probably yeah. have some of it I'll go back and listen to it it's like trash at the time but like um I think that was like my introduction to it so he had like a whole little like home setup and then I think everybody fell asleep and I was like the only one up and I just kind of figured out like how to press record and just like record myself and I didn't really know what I was doing and then from there I went like home and I was like all right I gotta make at home recording studio so this is probably like 2005 2006 and I make like my own. It wasn't like the the best like quality stuff, but I got like a mic from Walmart, and I figured out like how to like hook it up to like the computer and like what kind of interface I needed. And Jeez. I just had like a little like at home recording studio. I think like I stuffed the mic in between like a bean bag and like something else so it could be like steady Same, as, yeah. it, as, <laughs> as if it was like a mic stand. Yeah. So um so I got that and uh, had my first like at home recording studio, and I think um eighth grade I kind of like leveled up equipment wise and I got uh what I ended up using from like 07 to like probably like two years ago or a year ago and that equipment lasts me that long and nobody could tell I just got better at like mixing and stuff over the years to where like you might have thought the quality got better but it's like that same equipment do you uh do you pretty much do everything yourself yeah I do I do everything myself I don't I can make beats but I did that for one album 
and I think like it got it out of my system yeah. to like do everything because I think that was like a challenge yeah, yeah. or something. So I did that for one album to where I produced everything, wrote everything, and then like now I find it much easier just to like look for beats and then just kind of like write to them yep. or whatever. And then like I'll ma- I'll make beats on the side, but like not for me. I'll try to like get them to people to use or like if people have like YouTubes or stuff, I try to promote them that way. But as far as me like writing into writing to them. I normally don't, but I just know, like, if it ever came down to it and I was just in a room with just me and, like, the computer and they're like, oh, you need to make something, you can't have, like, no samples and you don't have to worry about, like, paying nobody else that I could do it. Yeah. I've always found it very difficult to make the beat and then rap on it. Like, I've always found that super, super hard. Maybe it's just, like, I'm not as creative as some people are, (laughs) I guess, when it comes to, I guess, music, but to actually make a beat... um, (laughs) And then find like a melody or however you make the beat and or rap and actually sound together and it's like legit and it's dope. That's fucking difficult. Yeah, it sounds difficult to me. So what I used to do or what I kind of still do. I mean, I guess I'm not recording myself, but yeah. this is what I want to do if I like work with artists. But for the most part, I just try to get like a good loop to where like maybe it's not like the full beat or like everything, but I'll have like most of it, probably like eighty percent. And then, like, I'll have a part. Maybe I'll put, like, something extra where I'm like, all right, that's only going to be in the hook. If I have, like, that as, like, a good base to where maybe, like, it's, like, two minutes and one minute is just, like, normal, like, loop. And then the next minute is just, like, what would be the hook? If I can get that, then I'll do that. And then if I need to structure it for, like, an artist or something or for, like, myself, because uh, normally I don't upload them, which I should probably start just, like, building them out and just, like, yeah, them yeah. for sale or something. Because I've actually, I put up one beat and I've had, like, one artist, like, randomly, like, use it and, like, hit me up on Instagram and stuff. But, like, yeah, so I would just do it like that, and then I would, like, pretty much write the song just to that loop, and then after I record it, I would finish building it out. Uh, makes sense. I see what you okay. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kind of, because this is one thing I talk about, especially, like, working with artists, I don't want to write the song for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't want to structure it to where, like, yo, the verses are 12 bars, like, your verse got to be 12 bars, the hook is like this, there's a bridge right here. Or, you know, rearrange it later. I want it to be just like a loop. And then, like, if you want your verse to be, like, a little bit longer, if you want it to be a little bit shorter, it can be that. You can just live like that. You don't have to be like, man, I got to, like, come up with four more bars because the beat is like this. I don't yeah. have the stems because I'm not going to pay, like, the all-out price or whatever. It's just like, yo, I'm just working with him. We got this loop. Like, if we need to do it a different way, we can do it a different way. So it's like that. But, you know, like a lot of beats, like especially when you pay for them, they already got the drops in there and stuff. So you got to figure out. It's yeah. like writing it for you. Like maybe you didn't want to have a drop right there. And you're just like, ah. Yeah, no. But, e- but even now when I'm buying beats, uh, I've got to the point. I think it's because I did produce to where like I'll like maybe like restructure them like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, all right, I don't like this in there. I mean, I just did the other day where, like, uh, it wasn't the end of the song, but I was like, all right, this is going to be the end of the song, but it doesn't come back with the same hook sounds that it started with, so I just took it from the first place, and now, like, place it to where, like, it needs to be, and that's, like, a little, I wouldn't say cheat code, but that's just me, like, rearranging, like, the beat to, like, fit my needs of the song and not just, like, yo, I got to write to how the song is. It's like, no, I want it to be, like, the beginning. I'm going to just take it from the beginning. No, so that makes sense. It makes perfect sense because... You get a pre-beat and you have to basically, what you said, you have to go, like if, basically the beat is writing the song. That makes, yeah, that's what you're kind of saying, right? That's, that's what you're kind of Yeah, that's, so that's what I think in my opinion. I mean, other people might not view it that way, but in my opinion, like sometimes like certain parts write themselves for you instead yeah, of like yeah. you like having like that creative control of like, all right, like if this dude or this producer is working with me, now obviously if you buy like the full beat, 
you get like the stems and everything. You don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. But um, or you got like the, I don't know, like the the wherewithal to like be like yo i'm gonna just take the beginning and just put it here like i got the tempo i can just place whatever where i want to place it i mean even though technically you're not supposed to yeah but, but yeah so i mean it's just like little things that like you could do but like that's what i like to do i know most people though if i just send them a loop they kind of do want it more like built out and i know that's like a hard thing like yo we're gonna like build a song together like we can finish it together yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, i feel that yeah. i know a big thing now is uh like in music, it's just, I guess, going independent, right? There's a, there's like independent labels too, or just people actually. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who's like the first one to actually make it mainstream. Uh, maybe Chance the Rapper, maybe. I, I guess know. mainstream, yeah. Yeah, because he was like the I don't him or like, like Tech Nine or somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, Tech Nine. But Tech, I don't know if Tech Nine is mainstream. Kind he of used shorter. to, yeah, he used to. Uh, yeah, I guess Chance the Rapper got it to where it was like. In everybody's face. Too. Yeah, because I mean, because that's a, I think that's the first time I've ever heard about it. Because uh, I think when he released shit, what was it? I think his Acid Rap. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Acid uh, Rap was just like the mixtape that we all like knew about. But I yeah. think like the Coloring Book was like the major. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, like, okay, okay. Like I'm independent. Yeah, and that was I think yeah that's the first time I've ever heard about it. But I want to hear your views because it's always interesting. Do you? Um, I guess based on the circumstance going independent or do you uh like if there was i guess a, a deal out there um would you take it or would you still go the independent route oh, i'm signing the deal yeah i'm signing the deal <laughs> i see a lot of people like talk about it and it's like controversial but yeah. i don't know i think you got to know like what you want out the game or how you how big you want yourself to be or you know but at my point like right now if somebody came to me and it was like it was like i don't even say if it was a deal that makes sense so i tell everybody just sign whatever it doesn't matter like literally like you're like not to say like you're nobody, but you're nobody. Nobody knows you. There's like no like downside to signing a deal. You just live your same life for the most part. So just if you get a bad deal, just sign it. The worst the worst thing that could happen is you get super popping, get a super good song. You know what's gonna happen? Somebody's gonna come in and somebody's gonna take care of that deal for you. Yeah. Or you're gonna get like a better deal. Maybe that deal's kind of still somewhere in there, but you got like a better situation now, working with better people. So really, what is the downside if you're like a smaller artist to sign in a deal? It's like my life stays the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna stay the same anyway if I didn't blow up. So there's only positives to. I'm not gonna say only positives, but there's only positives to signing the deal if you sign like a good deal. Now, if you're doing your thing and you're making like a consistent living, I guess say like a Dom Kennedy. If you're yeah, doing yeah. your thing like Dom Kennedy. And the label comes to you, should you sign the deal then? Probably not. Because you're already making money. You got like a good fan base. You're putting out merch. It's selling good. You got a full store. You're doing your thing. You got artists under yeah, you. Yeah. You can go on tour and everything you need to. You got people connected to you that work in the industry. It's no really benefits to you signing a deal. There's downside to that. But if you're a smaller artist and somebody like maybe discovers you and wants to like build you up and give you some money, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's just, uh, I guess, starting off is money and, uh, and I guess, time. Because yeah. I so, think that's so, what labels give you, right? Well, not the time part, but just the money part. Yeah, so if somebody confronts you, I mean, it's basically just a loan. Somebody yeah, confronts yeah. you, like, you know, a loan that could help you maybe, like, not work and maybe dedicate some time and maybe work with somebody you always wanted to work with. Yeah. Like, you know, just, like, sign it. Or maybe, like, they're just going to, like, take care of, like, your bills or something. I mean, if you're not signing to, like, no shady, like, my homie down the street yeah. or somebody that I know, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? If you're signing to somebody, I guess, quote, unquote, rep reputable, if they have, like, a label or something, sign a deal. 
like I said, it's literally no downside. You get a little loan. Worst going to happen. If they're professional, they're not going to kill you. So, like, it's all good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to keep your life. Like, just sign it. It's no, it's no downside at all. Yeah, I guess the, the, the part that uh, I've seen is just the whole mastering part. Like, companies or these labels having your masters forever. And it's, uh, I think, who? Yeah, but it's, it's back and forth. So, say so say if you got your masters, what yeah. you, what you going to do with it? Well, I, I guess the the part is getting revenue from it, like the stream. I know, part. but what, what are you gonna? So you got your masters. You, you was on the label. Now you're independent. Now you got your masters. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I don't what, know. What are your connections to? How are you gonna get it? If say you got a big song, you want it in a movie. Yeah. Or you want it in a commercial or something. You just gonna reach out for yourself potentially, depending on how big you how big. If you're Kanye yeah. West, it might work. Yeah, it yeah, might be a, all good that you're like independent and you can do this yourself and maybe you got like a good team or like yeah, some you of mean. your people work in the industry. But you know, if you're like mid-level, whatever, like how are you going to use your masters? Like say if you don't have the right person or maybe like you getting your masters yeah. effed up that relationship that you had and now you don't have a way to like make money off. You just got a master. You just, you just own the music. It's cool. I, yeah. You're going to get your streaming money and like, you know, that's tight if you're streaming like a lot, but for those bigger opportunities that maybe you want, and like I said, you got to ask yourself what you want. So maybe you yeah. don't want that, you know, maybe you just want the streaming money. Maybe that's a good enough. You live like a pretty like normal life. You don't have much to worry about, but you know, if you don't, yeah. if you want to get bigger, if you, you know, want that recognition, if you want the placements and stuff, then, you know, yeah. then it doesn't mean anything. But. Cause, yeah, because I guess, uh, going back to the question, I guess it just all depends on your situation, right? So let's just say you did, like, you're a small artist and then you signed a deal and then from there, um, contracts, the best contract ever, and you get your master's after. Um, but you're still not as popping as you think you would be. So that's yeah, so. where it comes in where you're like, who do you know? To actually get me into a position to where I can still make, yeah. Who do you decently, know? Or yeah. you have to end up signing some type of deal. Like yeah, you might yeah. just sign. Like I mean, you see, like Frank Ocean sign like a pub deal. So he's not like on. Like he don't have to go to them and like report that. Like hey, I'm putting out an album. Or can I have the budget for this? But like yo, like I need y'all to kind of like work my music like a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah. I can get like a little bit extra revenue. That's what I'm hiring you for. You're gonna get some money out of it. I'm gonna get some money out of it, and I still got the creative control. I can just drop my album. Whenever I want, I don't have like no obligation. He needs to drop you, a you fucking just, album. <laughs> you just handling my catalog. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? So I even know. him who was super independent, I finesse, Def Jam, whatever, still at the end of the day, like, yo, Warner Chapel, like, hey, I need y'all to like kind of like work with me, hook me up. Yeah. It's beneficial for the both of us. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're just going back to, I guess, what what do you really want out of it? Um, like I said, but, like, if you just want to, if you're doing pretty good streaming, you just want to stream, like, uh, I think, like, Dom has, like, a, a perfect good career if you don't want to be, like, too famous and, like, if you just, like, like, like the life you're living yeah. and, like, you don't want that attention, like, you figured out, like, man, like, whoa, that attention is, like, maybe, like, too much for me or whatever. And I think that's, like, a good place to be to where, like, you're just, like, making that consistent money. You got, like, a good fan base. You can go on tour. You can drop when, like, you want yeah. to. And do that, that's like a good career right there. But say if you got bigger aspirations and you really want to like spread that music out and like, you know, so it just depends like what you want to do. But also you would have to kind of like have been at that level. So Dom stay independent his whole career. You don't have to question that. So if you decide that you want to go major and then later on you change your mind, yeah, yeah. you know, you got to come into like, all right, what am I giving up versus what am I gaining? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. But shit, bro, um, anything you want to... Say anything you want to talk about before we head up out of here? No, if you yeah. if 
you finish talking, I'll finish talking. <laughs> well, I mean, we pretty much covered uh cost some arguments on the contract talk. Yeah, yeah. No, so that that's always my biggest thing because I've always liked uh just hearing people's views and uh I mean, especially if they're like opposed or not, I'm not saying we had any yeah, disagreement yeah. or anything, but like especially if they have an opposed uh view or it's just it's interesting because I mean, not everybody thinks the same and everybody's been through different experiences and sees shit's totally different. So it's yeah. always good to have that uh that that one on one conversation. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm not against it, but I think just some people yeah, yeah. I think it's just like popular just to be like, yo, I'm staying independent. I want to keep my masters. And nobody like nobody knows you knows what it yeah. means or whatever. Yeah, or, well, that like, too. <laughs> or, you know, what is keeping the music gonna do for you. Yeah. So that's yeah. all. It's just just have some point of view on it. Or just even if you sign, if you try it, just decide that like, all right, I didn't really like that. You yeah. know, it didn't work out for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they're not forever. The the fucking your record deals, they're, they're yeah, not forever. So I mean, they can. I mean, they can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if you set it up that way, if you sign it. <laughs> but um, shit, bro. What um, what's uh, what's your what are your handles? Your Instagram, Twitters. What are your handles, bro? So people can. Uh, so everything it. is uh Westnzel W E S D E N Z E L. Uh, you can find me on there. I'm pretty uh. Not famous enough yet, so I respond to everybody. <laughs> uh, even if I do, I'm gonna try. I've ran into like some, uh, I guess you would call them celebrities. Some celebrities are pretty popular people that they respond to like their DMs, like no matter who it is. I don't know if that's like a little like psychopathic or whatever that you Ooh, like uh, have all those like things. Can, so. you, can you name them? So uh, you have Andrew Schultz, oh, okay, uh, okay. from uh, Flagrant Two, yeah, I know, yeah, uh, I know Brilliant he's... Idiots. Uh, um, kind of switching up his content a little bit but he's a cool guy but yeah he's he's cool he'll still like respond if you hit him up um hit him up virgil when he was alive uh rp virgil man damn he would always respond uh tremaine emery denim tears damn virgil will respond yeah that's respond it might take him a bit but he respond yeah he's assistant or something i mean you don't know yeah yeah but uh, but i met virgil before so uh it's another story for another time. But uh, Tremaine Emery, probably like the nicest person who's popular that you'll ever meet. He just got named as um, creative director for Supreme. I've seen you post that. So, yeah, yeah so yeah. he's a super nice, probably nicest kind of famous person. He wasn't like quite at like the fame he is now when I met him, but super, super dude, good dude. Talk to you like he knew you for 10 years. That's how when I met him, I was like, man, I want to treat people like this. Speak to people like uh, like yeah. strangers. Like I knew them for like ten years. But yeah, so uh, I think that's it. Nobody really. I don't really be trying to like DM things. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, just yeah. be like yo um, on purpose. Yeah, gonna respond. Shit, bro. Well, yeah, those are big names I could think of uh, yeah. real quick. But yeah, so it's, so hopefully uh, I can be like that. I, I started thinking like, man, if Virgil, even if his assistant, if he could get to it, then like when I'm on, then I can be able to like get to everybody that has like. Yeah, something to say to me. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I mean, that just goes back to having that interaction with your with your fans or your your people that support you. But uh, shit, bro, this has uh, been a dope conversation. I'm glad we actually finally met after some time. I'm glad uh, fucking AJ kind of made us made us connect. Shout out to AJ Bray. Um, but yeah, man, we uh, episode shit. This is I said the last podcast episode, but this is episode seventy three. And uh, man, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to have you on, bro. This was uh, this was a dope conversation. Thanks, man. It was good yeah. to be on. It was pretty cool being here, checking out your studio space. Uh, it's good talking to you. Nice meeting you. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Uh, shit. If you're still watching right now, go ahead and like the video. If Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. I'm telling you, we're back to posting a podcast every single week. Typically, I'm going to change it up. I want to kind of do Mondays and Tuesdays just because 
there's a there's a there's a, a setup to that and a specific reason which i'll probably get into in another video but um yeah man i appreciate you until next time people peace